And for uh, other purposes that we uh, have said on here before, we cannot finish Nick, unfortunately. You hate to see it. But you know what, Cole? You don't hate to see the Panther Pod going 3-0 this week. 3 and oh, Yes! Let's go! We're so so hype. So hype. I actively apologize uh i've been at orioles and saints game all weekend i am doing my best to get through uh my voice is terrible right now it has but been a fantastic weekend it is for us so as good so good so good um <laughs> uh, uh pharaoh wins beats lagrange they double their win totals from last year <laughs> lsu Beats Mississippi State. Not just beats them, obliterates. Stomps them. Obliterates the Bulldogs. LSU. Yeah. By a million, baby. Let's go. And then to cap off the night, West Virginia takes on the Pittsburgh Panthers 17 6. They are your 2023 Backyard Brawl champions. And. Touching hand, reaching out, touching me, touching you, and we're good. Yep. Um, <laughs> also, for uh, NSFW purposes, uh, yeah. we we cannot we cannot. Finish. LSU's not the only one. LSU's not the only one. The true colors, the true Mountaineer spirit, showed bright. And then, and then, Cole. Not to mention you, a Saints fan. The Saints win. Uh, not even going to lie. Very nervous. Very nervous. <laughs> but you know what? That's all that matters is you won. You got the dub. The W was secured. Derek Carr looks solid. LSU looks solid. W looks solid. Farum looks solid. The Baltimore Orioles are going to the playoffs. And we're recording this Panther Pod episode on Tuesday. Yep. Let's do it. I'm Owens Pelnick. My name's Cole Connor. And you are listening to the Panther Pod. Okay, Cole, let's start it off with a brand new AP poll this week. I am so disappointed. <laughs> Cole, you I no, I think this is gonna be the happiest you have seen the AP poll to date this year. I am going to go ahead. Uh, I, I, I'll let you start it off, so that way we can round out things, and you get to call it out and then I, have your moment. Thank you. You're welcome. I, I appreciate. You're that. welcome. You're welcome. Uh, you know what I don't appreciate? What number one still being Georgia <laughs> after after a struggling loss, and yeah. we'll talk about that later on. But after a struggling win, absolutely struggling, struggling win to South Carolina. Uh, number one Georgia three zero. Uh, number two Michigan three zero. No surprises there. Number three. Horns down. Horns down. Horns down. Um, Texas had a close game with Wyoming. Texas honestly scared me a little bit. Um, but at that being said, 
Horns down. Horns down. Number four, Florida also State. Also a clo- close win. Also a close win. FSU. BC. Yeah, I I had BC winning that by the end of the game. Uh, I'm rounding off the top five. USC, 3-0 as well. No surprises. Uh, coming in at number six is the Ohio State University. OH. Um, I owe. I feel dirty now. Yeah. Um, number seven is Penn I'm State. Go take a shower. Yeah, I need to. I need to go like rinse my mouth out or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number seven is Penn State. Number eight is Washington. Number nine is the Fighting Irish Notre Dame, and then rounding out the top ten is Oregon. With uh, yeah, it's Oregon. Number eleven is the Utah Utes. Uh, Cam Rising back in action this week. Yep. Uh, number twelve, one spot. Ahead of the Alabama Crimson Tide, LSU. Yeah, yeah. Uh, after obliterating um, Mississippi State, LSU rises two spots to the 12th ranking. Um, probably, you know, could have gone up a little bit more, but beggars can't be choosers at this point. Yeah. Um, Thirteen. Oh, oh. They dropped three Aww. after after their very close win against who who F- Florida Florida no, no Florida South, South no South Florida, Florida. the oh, Bulls okay. in Tampa yeah Florida Atlantic right South Florida cool. Florida Gators South Florida the Bulls Florida State the Bulls mean. South Florida the Bulls oh. oh. South, like the the yeah. one who plays in Raymond James Stadium because they won't build a stadium for their own, but it's currently in the process that Alabama almost lost to. <sighs> did, you hate it to see great. It. What you a great weekend! It. it is a truly great weekend. Number fourteen, Oregon State, your Pac-12 champions, yep. my Pac-12 champions from last year. Fifteen, Ole Miss. Uh, coming in at 16 is Boomer Sooner, the Oklahoma Sooners. Ugh. All right, number 17 is uh, the Tar Heels of North Carolina, UNC. Number 18 is Duke. They move up three spots after beating Northwestern. And then after their very close win in double overtime to Colorado State. Uh, that was a heck of a game. It was a heck of a game. I don't know if Colorado State was bad or if, or I don't know if Colorado had just played a bad game or if Colorado State was playing a good game. Um, dirty hit on Travis Hunter, by the oh, way. Yeah. Very Which dirty. Dion addressed in the post game. I think he handled it perfectly there. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, number nineteen though is the Buff. Go Buff. Go Buff. Um, three and still three and zero on the season. They have a real test, like like a extremely tough test this weekend, taking on Oregon. Um, yeah, and then rounding out the top twenty is the U, Miami, Miami, Florida. Uh, 21 is Washington State, up two spots. 22 is UCLA, again, up two spots. Oh, 23. Uh, The Titanic in Tennessee ran into the iceberg of the Florida Gators. An absolute heartbreaker. Falling 12 spots. Uh, Your Tennessee Volunteers. 24 is Iowa up one spot, and 25 is Florida. Couldn't rank them higher than Tennessee. Couldn't rank them higher than Tennessee. Um, Owen, I, I I want to I want I want to quiz quiz your memory here. Okay, we just went through the AP poll. We're yep. gonna get to others receiving votes here in a second. In you know what? Let Let's put it out to the the top 22 teams in the country. Okay, 
according to the AP poll. How many of those teams have a loss? None. One? Which team has a loss? Which team do you think? Can you give me some? Can you give me three op, three options? Owen, why would I be bringing this up? Who has a loss? Texas does not have a loss. Mm-mm. Texas beat them. Oh, they do have a loss. Bama is in the top twenty with a loss. They're in the top fifteen. Yep. Uh, just rounding out, you know, Bama. Two and one, number thirteen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Fourteen. Oregon State. Three and zero. Three and zero is better than two and one, right? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, thank you for the quick math there. Uh, Fifteen. Ole Miss. Three and zero. Yeah. Sixteen. Oklahoma. Three and zero. Seventeen. UNC. Three and zero. Eighteen. Duke. Three and zero. Nineteen. Buff. Three and zero. Miami. The U. Three and zero. Twenty-one. Washington State. Three and zero. Twenty-two. UCLA. Three and zero. And then 23, Tennessee, 2-1. and one. Hmm, Interesting. I, I want, it, there's no bias to Alabama, well, though. But here's, is there? Here, here's my thing, though, Cole, is, is Florida's, Florida's in the SEC, right? Correct. Actually, uh, you know what? No, I take that back. There is another team in the it, – it's LSU. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Forget I said anything about Ooh. that. Ooh. <laughs> Way to go, Cole. Way yeah. to go. Ooh. But either way, either way, wait, wait, I, I will – I even that being said, I will make the case. But LSU and Bama should be ranked lower but because here's what they I have will, a loss on the season. Here's what I will say, though, is LSU and Bama got beat by the eventual number three and number four teams in the country. Mm. Okay? Tennessee lost to an unranked Florida. Yeah. So there's that. Now they're ranked. Now they're ranked. Um, others receiving votes. Yes. Clemson. Sorry again, for the t- No, you're fine. Um, that you fumbled, by the way. No, I fully fumbled, but I stand by it. LS, I, and I will say it. LSU Respect. and Bama should be lower because they have losses on the year. Respect. Uh, Clemson received 76 votes. Again, not in the top 20 this year, uh, this week. Uh, mm. Missouri received 72 after knocking off last year's Big 12 champs in K-State. Um, Missouri received 72 votes. Kansas State, who they lost to by Missouri, <laughs> receives 54 votes. TCU receives 21 votes. Fresno good. State, Fresno State, after beating uh, Arizona State, yep. they they get 17 votes. Kansas gets 15. Tulane gets 13. Kentucky 10. Maryland 4. BYU 3. Wisconsin 2. Syracuse 2. Louisville and Auburn both receive one vote apiece. Wow, congrats. You did it. Woohoo. Owen, this was a good weekend of college football. It was a good weekend of college football. Um, I know we kind of crapped on it on the preview episode, but no, looking at these games, we 100% picked. Yeah. We should have picked the Colorado and the Colorado. The Colorado I thought Colorado it was going to be a blowout. I think everybody thought it was going to be a blowout. Uh, quick question, though, before we get into. <clears throat> Before we get into our our games, um, how do you feel about Colorado storming the field after beating Colorado State in overtime? Uh, after they were after they was projected that they were a twenty four and a half point favorite. 
Colorado has not had, and to anyone who makes the case saying, oh, you know, you were, uh, what did you say, 24 and a half? Mm -hmm. After you are a 24 and a half point favorite, you should not storm the field in any other circumstance. Mm -hmm. That being said, Colorado has not had this momentum in so long. They deserve it. They do. I yeah, and it's a big rival. It's a crosstown rival. Yeah. You know, Colorado State is a. I don't know. I'm not. I don't. I don't know any Colorado fans, but I would venture to say that an in-state rival is a fairly big rival. Absolutely. Okay. Um. So it, it we it's different for us because we're the only Power Five teams in each yeah. of our states. Okay. Yeah. So LSU, Tulane is little brother. We if, still pull for little brother. If, Marshall is WU's little yeah, brother. Exactly. Some, there's not real competition. No. For Colorado, however, they've been for the past ten years they've been playing like a group of five team. Yeah, in a Power Five conference to the point that Colorado State and Air Force could beat them week in and week out, mm-hmm. and that would be expected. Yes. So I think I I I agree with you. Is they have not had success in a long time, even if they lose every other game this season. I. Let them have their moment. They started three and zero to the season. They beat a crosstown rival. Just let him enjoy it. I understand. And like I said, in literally any other circumstance, if LSU blows Alabama out of the water, obviously the fans are going to storm the field there. Yeah. But if LSU is projected, which will never happen, to beat Alabama by twenty four and a half, we're not going to storm the field. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I agree with you. I could care less. Yeah. And they're not finding me. I'm not getting paid, you know. Yeah, exactly. But also, they went 1-11 last year. Yeah. Let them have their – like, let – let it's a feel-good moment. Yes. Let the students just have fun, okay? Yeah. It's – it's. I'm not going to say it's always a party up there with Dion, but it sure does feel like it. Absolutely. You know? So, that's just – okay. I wanted to get your opinion on that. Speaking of teams storming the field. Yes. Um, the Mizzou Tigers – Suddenly jumping out to three and zero. Uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> um, Mizzou beats K State thirty to twenty seven. Uh, kicker drilled a sixty one yard field goal. The thicker to kicker win the game. Uh, Harrison Mevis, obviously MVP of this game, kicking that. But let's look at some stats here. Well, I just want to let you look at something and, and kind of like relish in it for a little bit. Looking at the stats, okay, mm-hmm. um, the team stats. So you see those lines right there? What colors are those? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I like it. It's purple and gold for those of you listening on podcast. It is purple and gold for the <laughs> – yes, yes, it is purple and gold. You got to. You got to. Um. So, going into team stats, we'll do team stats, then we'll do uh, individual player stats. Kind of flip it around for a second. Mizzou had 20 first downs versus K-State's 19. Uh, Mizzou out uh, produced K-State on offense 430 to 408, just barely. Um, Mizzou outpassed K-State 356 to 270. K-State outrushed the ball 138 to 74. Penalties is where it killed K-State. 
7 for 65 versus Mizu's 6 for 40. Neither one is a is a good line, but if you lose on a 61-yard field goal and you had 65 yards worth of penalties, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's yeah. brutal. Um, yeah. K-State also did have that very costly turnover. Um, and they won the time of possession battle. 34 minutes to Mizzou's 26. Yeah. Mizzou, Mizzou was not efficient on third down, only three for 13. They did get that one fourth down, uh, one fourth down conversion. Uh, was, you know, eight minutes behind in total time of possession, but they played a clean game, didn't have any turnovers uh, at all, which I think is what kept them in this game and kept K-State from running away with it. Um, Brady Cook cooked a little bit here yeah. for Mizzou. 23 or yeah. 35, 356 yards and two touchdowns, all right? Um, you know, and and both the touchdowns to Luther Burden, seven receptions for 114 yards and two touchdowns. So Mizzou on offense was uh, and cooking. And Brady Cook also had that one rushing touchdown as he, well. He did, he did. Um, so overall, just looked like a complete game for Mizzou. Yes, a little sloppy with the penalties, but you did not turn the ball over. Didn't put it in harm's way. You di- you played your game, did what you had to do, and then when all when when you know uh, when it came to it, when you needed somebody thicker, kicker came in for you. All right. Um, moving on here, um, South Carolina, Georgia. Yep. Uh, uh, scary. <laughs> Uh, bit, SC bit. jumped out to a 14-3 lead at halftime, um, had everyone on the edge of their seat, incurring, uh, incurbing, uh, including Kirby Smart, yep. um, and then Georgia scored 14 unanswered in the third. Georgia shut them down. And then 21 unanswered total in the second half. Yeah. That Georgia defense, man. Um. Georgia wins 24 to 14. A little scary, but still very much deserving of the Kept Georgia one spot. on their toes for a little while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. South Carolina had a chance to win the game. Um, it was a 61.9% chance to win at, um, oh God, I'm trying to see where it is, uh, at the 1220 mark in the third quarter. And then they got shut out. Um, Looking at individual stats here for a second, Carson Beck for the Bulldogs, 27 for 35 on passing, 269 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. That's fine. Uh, Dejon Edwards, 20 carries, 118 yards, one touchdown. Work horse back. Mm-hmm. Dylan Bell, seven carries, 23 yards, one touchdown. And Cash Jones, Two carries, 20 yards, one touchdown. South Carolina and Spencer Rattler really had this, um, had the quick strike ability in the first half, putting putting them down 14 to three, walking into the first half, uh, or walking out, walking into halftime, I mean. And just Spencer Rattler looked like everything that we had talked about, what we had seen the year before he leaves Oklahoma. Um, and just look like a solid, complete team. Now their offensive line, again, still having struggles, and that's not going to be good when you're playing against a defensive front seven like the Bulldogs. Well, you look at the SEC East for a second as well. 
you've got Georgia, who's shown that they have a killer defense mm-hmm. just entirely. Tennessee, killer front seven. Not necessarily as good as it was last year, but still very effective. Uh, Kentucky, even. I'll show some love to them. Uh, killer front seven. Mizzou, they're up there now. Yeah. You you cannot argue against Florida? a 3-0 start. Florida, oh my God, Florida's defense is so good. Um, SEC East is uh, is uh, this is looking a little scary. Is it looking like the West is starting to fall off, and the West is the weak division? Well, LSU's still in the West, so like, I mean, again, but I mean, you know, next year we're not going to have divisions anyway, so it doesn't matter. It's fine. It's fine. We're good. So you'll just have two East teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then LSU, come on, go, go Tigers, woo! Go Tigers, go Tigers. Spencer Rattler, rough game. Absolute rough game. You couldn't get first half was good. First half was excellent. Um, Second I, half, ooh. But he was under pressure. He was rushed. He was sacked multiple times. I think I counted five sacks. <laughs> I think I counted five sacks for uh, for uh, on Spencer Rattler and and three. three sacks. And not even to mention he he was the top rusher. Mm-hmm. He was the top rusher. Spencer Rattler, how's it feel? You got the Jaden Daniels treatment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was the top rusher for South Carolina, eight carries for 35 yards. Um, Spencer Rattler did throw one touchdown through the air. I did not have one on the ground. The one rushing touchdown for South Carolina came from on Joyner, who had five carries, 10 yards, one touchdown there. Um. You can look at this game and slice it a million different ways, but I will give kudos to Kirby for halftime adjustments here. I mean, you pitch a complete game shutout in the second half. I mean, what what more do you want for your defense at that point? And again, clean ball game. They don't fumble with the ball. Carson Beck doesn't throw an interception. Um, but can't say the same for can't say the same for South Carolina. Keep put, they kept putting the bar ball in harm's way. Put up a great fight against Georgia. Definitely had those Georgia fans scared. Mm-hmm. However, when you play the number one team, expect number one results. Yeah, and I think that's exactly what you got here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, moving right along yep. to probably I would say the biggest upset of the weekend. You could you could make a case for a few other. Our games. next game is going to be a pretty big upset too. But I yeah, mean, okay, okay, okay. I mean, the Florida Gators, in a sentence that I never thought I'd issue, beat the Tennessee Volunteers twenty nine to sixteen. After a 20-point second quarter. Good God. Um, I would love to say this game was on the back of Graham Mertz. It wasn't. Um, he had a very good completion percentage, and he had a touchdown. But this game was on the back of Trevor Etienne. Or Trevor Etienne. Trevor Etienne. Etienne, excuse me. Uh, 23 carries for the Gators, 172 yards rushing, one touchdown, including a long of 62 yards for that touchdown. Um, Joe Milton looked good. 
he had the one interception, but honestly, he was very composed. The offensive line gave him some time, not as much. That Gators defense, man, it it's just killer. Well, and I think that front seven is what gave Joe Milton such a heart. That's why he has that interception. That's why he didn't perform I wish at his best. I wish Harry's. However, though, I think that's where you're – colors really have to shine is under pressure how are you gonna how you gonna operate how well are you gonna do and joe milton so far did all right um both teams had right at one sack uh tennessee actually outscored uh florida defensively not literally in the end zone but based on the stats so tennessee had 62 total tackles uh one sack seven tackles for loss florida 54 total tackles, much lower. One sack, same amount, and three tackles for loss. So you could – I think this was Heupel saying, hey, we need to reevaluate our offensive line because this is the second game in a row where they have seriously struggled. Um, against a, let's be real, less perceived team. Florida, not lighting the world on fire this year. Graham Mertz is accurate, but he's not Joe Milton. And I'm not afraid to make that comparison. Graham Mertz can throw the ball, but he can't bomb it down the field 60 yards like Milton can. He's a good intermediate passer, good yeah. intermediate passer. Absolutely. Um, no, uh, and I think you nailed the head. You nailed the. I am very tired. You hit I apologize. The, you hit, I hit the head. Thank nail you. on the head. Thank you. You hit the nail on the head. Um, Florida's front seven killer, absolutely killer. Uh, secondary does have quite a good bit to work on, giving up those two touchdowns, but they also forced an interception, so you can't complain. All right, the other game that you can argue as the biggest upset of this weekend, BYU beats the Arkansas Razorbacks 38-31. to It is pronounced Arkansas. Jinx. Thank you. Uh, Keaton Slovis, 13 for 25, 167, two touchdowns. K.J. Jefferson, 24 for 35, 247 yards passing, one touchdown, one interception. The star of this game for the Razorbacks was A.J. Green. Um, He carried, literally carried, this team on his back, and it only got them 31 points. A.J. Green had nine carries for 86 yards and two touchdowns with a long of 55. BYU, Keaton Slovis, killer. L.J. Martin, 23 carries, 77 yards, two touchdowns for the Cougars. Arkansas won the battle on offense. 247 yards passing, 177 yards rushing. BYU, to those same numbers, 204 yards passing, 77 yards rushing. By all accounts and purposes, based on what we talk about on this podcast, Arkansas should have won this game. However, (laughs) 
tied up in the fourth quarter. They score and absolutely destroy any kind of hope that Arkansas has. I hate to say it because it is a, you know, independent team beating an SEC team. But Big 12 team. For they are the, officially in the Big 12 now. For this year. No, that happens next year. No, they're in the Big 12 this year. Oh, they're not competing for the Big 12 championship. They are competing for the Big 12 championship. Are you kidding me? You are fumbling the bag. Dude, BYU, I, UCF, and Cincinnati are all in, and Houston are all in the Big 12 this year. God bless. I, I'm we, sorry. I'm genuinely sorry. You fumbled the ball just like Arkansas fumbled the ball as well. And Ooh. BYU as well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Arkansas also had 14 penalties for 125 yards. Mm. So you're giving a free 125 right there to uh, – Right there to Arkansas, which uh, gives you about 380, 396 yards right there. Yep. That's 300 versus your 424. Yep. So you just gave Arkansas 396 yards along with two extra possessions as well with a fumble and an interception. That and there lies kind of why they lost this game. Yeah. That'll happen. That'll do, pig. That'll do. <laughs> not this week. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, no, it will not. Ah, uh, you no, hate to see it, especially yeah. when you play them next week. Ah, man, I I hate when Arkansas starts the season off two and two. Mm-hmm. You suck. They started off. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're losing next week. Obviously, come on. We'll All see. right, JMU. Go Dukes. Yep. Uh, any more you got on BYU and Arkansas? On Keaton Slovis looked decent. Good game for um, Keaton Slovis. Uh, that last-minute yeah. touch – or not last minute. They scored with eight minutes left in the fourth and then shanked a field goal later on. Um, Keaton Slovis with the touchdown pass to Chase Roberts for seven. So, Hey, Keaton. Remember what you had to say about West Virginia right before the backyard brawl last year? Never forget. <laughs> Welcome to Morgantown. Ooh. You got to love it. Oh, he'll love eating some turf when he comes to Morgantown. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I mean, as good, and we'll get to it uh, at the end of the episode, but as good as y'all played against Pitt, um, come on. Keaton's going down. Um, Next up. Go Dukes. Go Dukes. The James Madison Dukes, three and one and in conference, beat the Troy Trojans sixteen to fourteen. Troy, honestly, kept it scary in the fourth quarter, um, but quarterback play. Oh uh, no, I won't even say that because Gunnar Watson had twenty five for he went twenty five for forty six, three hundred thirty three yards passing. Two touchdowns, one interception. Jordan McLeod for the Dukes, 17 for 25, 187 yards passing, one touchdown. Yeah. That's the only touchdown JMU scored. That's the only touchdown JMU scored. Probably the worst, not 
I, I, probably one of the less spectacular performances by the Duke. 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 James Arnest was better. Oh. Um, <laughs> um, um, no, MVP for this game, Camden Wise, three for three on field goals, one for one for extra point. Yeah. Uh, JMU just doing JMU things, man. They always find a way. They always find a way to win. Um, but you know what else helped? The fact that they kept Troy to negative 12 rushing yards. JMU mm. didn't even break 100. Mm. But Troy, they held Troy to negative 12 rushing the ball. Uh, negative 12 rushing yards. If you cannot run the ball, you, you are not, not going to win game. football games. It is very rare, unless you are Colorado at the moment. If you cannot run the football, you are not going to be able to win very many games. Uh, yeah, six sacks and ten tackles for loss. That'll do it. <laughs> That'll do it. That'll do it. And also the fact that, you know, JMU held the ball for 33 minutes, almost 34 minutes, uh, didn't turn the ball over. Penalties were about the same. Six penal- both, both teams had six penalties for 40 yards. They were able to convert on fourth down. Uh, they were three for 16. Both teams were three for 16. Just simply that the – literally that the ball bounced in the, in the favor of the Dukes. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty much how this game went. Troy, honestly, on the stat sheet, Minus the minus twelve, minus the twelve negative twelve rushing yards, uh, looked to be poised to be the better team. Just wasn't that way. Just wasn't that way. Um, it goes to the Dukes, and uh, yeah, a good day for JMU. Glad they could pull out the win against Troy. Uh, hopefully, they can make a run in the Sun Belt. Uh, Scott Taylor Renfro also missing the field goal helps a uh, helps a little bit. For a little bit. The- Little bit for the for the win there, but got to score know. more touchdowns. One touchdown is not good enough with no. nine points on. Those are rookie numbers. You got to bump them up. Got to bump those up, guys. Come on. All right, we talked about all the other games. Owen, the band played neck as it should. The LSU Tigers beat the Mississippi State Bulldogs. 41 to 14. But brother, Jaden Daniel. Yep. Jaden Daniels. I've been saying this for two years now. Jaden Daniels is a monster. Five touchdowns. Yes. (laughs) He deserves it. Jane Daniels had five touchdowns last week against Grambling. Okay, everyone dismisses that. It's like, oh, it's Grambling. Okay. No, Jane Daniels against an SEC opponent went 30 for 34, 361 yards through the air, an average of a first down every single time you throw the ball, two touchdowns. That's only through the air. On the ground, 15 carries, 64 yards, two touchdowns with a long of 23. Hey, Cole, do you remember that that secondary that I told you that I was nervous nervous about with Mississippi State? No. <laughs> or, or, or do you remember? Do you remember me talking about how I was afraid that your secondary would get just lit up by Mississippi State and Will Rogers? Do you remember me telling you about that? Like that you, didn't happen. Yeah, it did not happen because you know why? Will Rogers went for 11 and 28 and 103 yards passing. Pitiful. Mm. Uh, QBR a seven point six right there, my let's, friend. Let, just just looking at it, um, yeah. They uh, Mississippi State ran the ball twenty times, 
and only got 94 yards total. Total. I'm telling day. you, man, our defense is killer. We got, we got four sacks on the day, seven tackles for loss. Um, our offensive line, much much improved this much week. Much improved. Uh, giving up two sacks, six tackles for loss. Not the best numbers, but when you look at the Florida State game and you look at this game, this is a team that knows where they want or they want to be by the end of the season. They want to be at the top of the West. And this, if this team shows up every single game like it did last year, you're going to win the West. There's no reason why we can't win the West. Oh, how the West was won. Malik Neighbors is easily one of the best wide receivers in the entire country. 13 receptions, 239 yards receiving, two touchdowns with a long of 48. Our running game, we thought we had one with um, Grambling last week in Logan Diggs. Still led the team in touches as far as a running back goes. Nine carries, 41 yards uh, rushing. Josh Williams, the only other Tiger to score besides Jaden Daniels. Um, four carries, 17 yards, one touchdown on the ground. Owen, I watched bits and pieces of this game. I'm not even going to lie to you. I kept tabs on the score. As soon as we went up uh, 17 to nothing, I was like, okay, we're good. Um, being 24 to 7 going into halftime and then coming out and scoring 10 points, Kelly went for blood. I'm here for it. It was such a good game. I'm so glad that we got a win like this. And you know, we only moved up two spots. <laughs> but you know who you moved past more Bama. importantly? You moved Bama. past Bama, Alabama. Um, no, I, this was a team win, uh, as much as a team win as you can get. It was complete. Jaden Daniels looked yeah. like a pretty good player on that team. Yeah. Well, I'm I am still my concerns from last year with Jane Daniels being basically our only offensive player are still very much there. But he has receiving threats in neighbors, Thomas and Diggs. Yep. I don't see yep. a reason why we cannot keep this momentum going. And I think we're going to keep the momentum going into the Arkansas game next I, week. I agree with you. You play for the Golden Boot. Let's bring it. Well, no, we we never lost it. We, let's keep it. Lost, yeah. Let's keep it in Baton Rouge. Come on, come on now. Um, go Tigers! I I love LSU. Go Tigers! Go Tigers! All right, I know you've been dying to talk about it. We saved it for last because you deserve the you deserve the floor. The only thing I am going to say about this game before you take it over. Sweet Caroline. Sweet Caroline. Um, your 2023 West Virginia Mountaineers are the back your brawl champions. Let's go. Didn't let up a touchdown. Only gave up six points the entire game. Two field goals. What? Um, two touchdowns. What? 
One on the ground. What? One through the air. What? And a field goal. What? A 42-yard field goal. What? And Nico Marchio. Yeah. Stepping in for the injured Garrett Green. I'm not even going to lie to you, Cole. As soon as Garrett Green got injured, I went, oh, no. As soon as you texted that, I was was like, oh, this game is over. And I was immediately ready to call you. Thankfully, thankfully, though, uh, it looks to be a minor injury. May put Green out for a week or two. That seems to be okay. Nico Marchio did not put his did not put the team on his back. That's perfectly fine. Neil Brown said in his press conference that he literally had have a sheet of notebook paper of plays drawn up for Nico. That's how limited the playbook was. Nico, this is a crazy stat line, was six for nine, <laughs> sixty yards, <laughs> and a passing touchdown. <laughs> Looking like Army out here. <laughs> Looking like Army out here. C.J. Donaldson, absolute dog. 18 carries, 102 yards, and one rushing touchdown. Um, Cole Taylor, I don't know why it says Kellen Taylor. I don't know what Kellen Taylor. Cole Taylor, who was our receiving, uh, who transferred from LSU. Yeah. By the way, uh, Cole Taylor, thank you pretty much. Thank you very much. He's you working out well. Very, very well. Uh, three receptions, twenty-one yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Phil Jerkovic for the Pitt Panthers. Eight, eight for twenty-one. Eight for twenty yards. Eight for twenty. Hmm. Eighty-one yards. Three interceptions. How is his QBR a ten? How that? That's how. That it, no, I'm saying it should be lower than it should, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like I said, Garrett Green comes out in this game. Jalen Anderson also has 19 yards for 62 carries. Garrett Green had 19 a, carries, 62 yards. 19 carries for 62 yards. Good God, 62 carries, 19 yards. That's terrible. That is terrible. <laughs> it was really bad. Anyway, sorry. West Virginia and Pitt had the same amount of def- had the same amount of offensive numbers, even as you can get 211. All right. Uh-huh. This really looked like the Army-Navy game. Pitt had 81 yards passing, and West Virginia had 60 yards passing. It was the definition. This is the most brawl, backyard brawl I have ever seen. Oh, this this was like the atmosphere in Morgantown. Any of the videos you sent me that evening, um, plus what we've talked about in the day since, this was an ugly game. It was. It was not beautifully played. It was played. not going to ever be a pretty game. They call it a brawl for a reason. It is a brawl, okay? 151 yards on the ground for WVU, 130 for Pitt, averaging 3.4 yards a play for each team. Um big takeaway here is you got to put up more points. You are if you score 17, in every game, you are going to lose the rest of the Big 12. You have got to figure out a way to be a little bit more explosive. Nico looked good throwing the ball from time to time. Uh, threw some lasers, especially on the slant routes. Looked good throwing the ball to Cole Taylor. Just got to open up the playbook a little bit more for him. Give, Don't rely so much on the run. Um, it can be 60-40. That's perfectly fine. Some of our best teams were 60-40 run, but as long as that 40 pass, that 40% on the pass is still pretty good, you're gaining about 10 yards a pass, okay? Uh, yeah, West Virginia, again, it was not a pretty game, but it was a brawl, okay? This is the most brawling backyard brawl I've ever seen. Um, 14 first downs, and we win the game. We have 14 first downs. We punted the ball four times, surprisingly enough. Okay? We only punted four times. Uh, we were 
four for 12 on third down, one for three on fourth down, ran a total of 62 plays. We did lose a fumble. That was a bad snap. Nico wasn't paying, keeping his eye on the ball, but come right back, Jerkovic throws an interception. Augury Burks almost takes it to the house for the INT. Uh, we held the ball. We controlled time of possession, 30 minutes, 33 minutes on the clock. Um, packed house in Morgantown. It was an atmosphere unlike any other. Probably the best atmosphere since um, LSU rolled into Morgantown back in 2011. Mm. The best mm. atmosphere since then. That's the last time game day has mm. been in Morgantown mm. since LSU rolled in. I don't there. see why game day was. Like, I, I get the hype for Colorado. And it was Colorado a good game. Colorado State deserved it. But game day should have been in Morgantown. In Morgantown. I'm, I'm um, with you. West Virginia moves on to be two and one on the season. Um, some things I take away, uh, Cole, you saw this too. Is our secondary is still playing way off the receivers, but, but zone coverage, three interceptions, three interceptions. Jerkovic is just really bad. Yeah, it's just really bad. Okay, even Beanie Bishop in his press conference for WVU said we just knew he was really bad at his job. Okay, um, throwing some shade. Oh yeah, throwing massive shade. But uh, but yeah no overall happy that we finally we got the win. It's been since 2011 that West Virginia has beat Pitt, uh, especially in Morgantown. We needed this. Neil Brown was able to cool off his seat for at least a week. Um, I he, will say uh, on the subject of Neil Brown, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am not a Mountaineers fan by. Any stake. The only emotional investment I have in this team is because you're my friend. And, you know, I sang Country Roads in that stadium. Um, watching his post game on the field and hearing him say Country Roads is the best tradition in college football, that tugs at the heartstrings a little bit. It does. It does. I understand your frustration with. Neil Brown and that entire coaching staff, especially with the DBs playing as far back as they were. Um, it's hard not, especially if your coach is actively tearing up because he knows he just secured his job probably for the rest of the year, if we're being honest. Maybe. Maybe. It depends on how he performs. It depends on what happens at Texas Tech and TCU. Well, if he doesn't win at Texas Tech, he's never beat Texas Tech, correct? Okay. Yeah, if he doesn't win, I mean, come on. Like, this is a feel-good win, but at the same time. Got to get your head back on right. Yeah. Um, My main takeaway from uh, the whole Neil Brown thing, or my point, um, it's hard to watch that and just – it's it's hard to see that level of commitment – and see the product that's on the field. This is the issue. This is the dilemma we've had for so long is Neil Brown is such a great guy. Yes. Monday Monday through Friday, great coach. But when it comes to Saturdays, you just can't put it together. And mm-hmm. that's what counts. That's the thing that counts. Great great recruiting, great – Oh, the talent is there. The talent seems to be there. It's just whatever, for some reason, for the past four years, just couldn't get it done. He's going into his fifth year this year. Um, you know, it's – we'll see. We've got to put results on the field. Got to put results on the field. Or his four, this is his fourth year, excuse me. 
no, this oh, is the it, fifth it, year. Either you're, way. you're fully good. I've already fumbled the ball five. so many it, times. It's fifth year here. Um, five years in the program, you know. Uh, let's let's keep the trainer rolling, okay? Let's roll on past this Texas Tech. Let's roll on past TCU by week. Let's roll on past Houston. Just let's keep on keep the keep this trainer rolling. Keep the momentum exactly. Uh, but big win for the Mountaineers to beat the backyard brawl. Got Texas Tech coming up this week. Um, exciting stuff. Uh, as you're listening to this episode, uh, we will be recording probably the uh, the preview episode for this mm-hmm. upcoming week. Um, yeah. So it's conference play time. We've st- you started conference play this week. Mm-hmm. I'm starting conference play this week. You started conference play last week. I started I started this week. So uh, it's it's gonna be a good time. But uh, yeah, big win for the Mountaineers. Big win for the Tigers. Exactly. It's been a great time. Um, but as we leave you today, Cole, I'm Owens Pennant. My name's Cole Connor, and this is the Panther Pod, Sweet Carolina Edition. Reaching out, touching me.